This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. Matthew chapter number 27 this morning, and we're continuing our study through the book of Matthew. And uh, we've been preaching a long time through Matthew. I don't get bored with it because it seems like every time I begin to take on a new section of Scripture, there's new wonderful truth that applies to my heart, and I'm so thankful that I get to preach God's Word. Matthew chapter number 27, and we're entering into the last two chapters of this book of the Bible, the first book of the New Testament. Beginning in our reading this morning, Matthew 27, verse number 1, the Bible says, When the morning was come, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself, And brought again the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned in that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? See thou to that. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple, and departed, and went and hanged himself. And the chief priest took the silver pieces, and said, It is not lawful... For to put them into the treasury, because it is the price of blood. And they took counsel and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. Wherefore, that field was called the field of blood unto this day. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremy the prophet, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him that was valued, whom they of the children of Israel did value, And gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord appointed me. And Jesus stood before the governor. And the governor asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? And Jesus said unto him, Thou sayest. And when he was accused of the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then said Pilate unto him, Hearest thou not how many things they witness against thee? And he answered him, to never a word, insomuch that the governor marveled greatly. Now at that feast, the governor was wont to release unto the people a prisoner, whom they would. And they had then a notable prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they were gathered together, Pilate said unto them, Whom will ye that I release unto you, Barabbas or Jesus, which is called Christ? For he knew that for envy they had delivered him. When he was set down on the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have thou nothing to do, have thou nothing to do with that just man? For I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said unto them, Whether of the twain will ye that I release unto you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate saith unto them, 
What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all say unto him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why, What evil hath he done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but that rather a tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See ye to it. Then answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Then released he Barabbas unto them. And when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. And we come to this passage of Scripture, and what a fascinating story. The subject matter that's covered here in this passage of Scripture, it begins with, in the morning, they've taken Jesus, the chief priests and elders, they've taken him by mob. But within his own will, they couldn't possibly bind the Savior. They took him by mob, and the night has passed, and the morning has come, and the chief priests and elders have gathered again, trying to figure out how in the world are we going to be able to put him to death? How can we kill him? How can we kill Jesus? And they come up with a plan. Their plan is, let's take him to Rome. Let's take him to Pilate. The Romans had taken away the Jews' opportunity for capital punishment, all according to God's plan, because he prophesied that Jesus would be crucified. They take him to Pilate, a leader of the Romans. Pilate is governor, and he really sees no fault in him, but they have a little trial. Pontius Pilate hears the testimony of the Jews, and he understands that the chief priests and elders are just jealous of Jesus. Pontius Pilate hears the word, and in his heart knows he's not guilty of anything. But in an act of political expedience, Pontius Pilate says, I know what I can do. There's a notable criminal, Barabbas. He is a robber. He's a vile man. Everybody knows him. No one likes him. He says, since it's the feast time, and historically I've offered and been willing to free one of the Jewish prisoners at this priest time, he says, I know what to do. Surely they'll not want some low-life robber running free. He said, I'm just going to give him a choice. He said, I'm going to take away the need for me to make the decision. I'm just going to give him a choice. I'm going to let him choose. I'll let him choose between Barabbas, a robber, or Jesus. You know, Pilate was no fool, and he hadn't been blindfolded to what all Jesus had been doing during his earthly ministry. Pilate thought, surely the Jews as a whole will choose Jesus over Barabbas, Barabbas a robber, Jesus, yeah, the one that had uh, brought sight to the blind, healed the lame, preached peace, raised the dead, fed the multitudes. Pilate said, well, surely if I give them a choice, they'll choose Jesus as a, over Barabbas, surely. But we all know the story. 
the chief priests and elders so full of rage and envy and self and worldliness, the yearning for power in this life, they convinced the multitude to choose Barabbas as opposed to Jesus. It's a haunting section of Scripture to me. If you look in your Bible with me, in verse 22, Pilate saith unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all say unto him, Let him be crucified. Look what the Bible says in verse 23. The governor said, Why, what evil hath he done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. Verse 25, Then answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and on our children. It's so sad to see, but when given an option, Judas, the chief priest, the elders, Pilate, they all chose Barabbas over Jesus. They chose a robber. Folks, I want you to know something. If you choose, ever choose anything, This world has to offer over Christ Jesus as your Lord and your God. You've chosen Barabbas. You've chosen a robber. The Bible says it like this, Pilate speaking. In verse 22, he says, What shall I do then with Jesus? And today I want you to ask that question to yourself. What shall I do with Jesus? What shall I do with Jesus? You see, what you do with Jesus is the most important matter you'll ever take care of on this earth. Because Jesus is the only option that any human has ever had for everlasting life through faith in Christ. Don't take my word for it. Jesus said it of himself. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Don't take my word for it. Jesus said it himself. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Today's message is titled this, What Shall I Do With Jesus? What shall I do with Jesus? I want you to look with me as we begin this message, and we're going to look at three characters or groups of characters. The first character we want to see is Judas. The second group of characters is the chief priests and elders. Thirdly, we're going to take a look at Pilate. What did they do with Jesus? That's the question. What did they do with Jesus? Number one, Judas used Jesus for worldly advantage. Judas used Jesus for worldly advantage. Now, I'll have you know something. There's great earthly advantage to being a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Husbands, if you'll be a faithful follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, your wife will be thankful. If you'll be a faithful follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, your children will be grateful. If you're a faithful follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're a better citizen. You're a better person. You're a better friend. You see, there's lots of advantage on this world to being a faithful follower of Jesus. Jesus said it himself. He says, I've come that they might have life 
and that they might have it more abundantly. Jesus promised that if we'll put our faith and trust in him, we'll have eternal life, life, and we'll have life today on this earth more abundantly. But I want you to know something. If your motive for choosing Jesus is just earthly gain, you've made a terrible mistake. You see, the chief priests and elders, they had, they had taken on religion for the purpose not of pleasing God, but for the purpose of political expedience and power on earth. And Judas, having been raised up around this Jewish system and having met Christ, Judas saw a man that could do miracles. He saw a person that could lead multitudes of people. Judas saw somebody... that literally had the power to shake the world. And Judas being the kind of an entrepreneurial type guy, Judas being the kind of guy that says, hey, you know what, if I'm going to get in somebody's campaign, if I'm going to be associated with somebody, I want to be associated with somebody that's got that kind of power. We see Judas, he he proved himself to be faithful. Judas was trustworthy. But Judas, as we understand and we see the whole picture about Judas unfold, we understand that Judas was the kind of guy that wanted earthly, worldly advantage through his connection with Jesus. Now, folks, don't attend church so that you can pad the profits in your business. Don't add a fish to your advertising so that somehow you can use Jesus as a tool. That's not what Jesus is for. And as a matter of fact, we should use him for his great purpose. He changes our life. He gives us everlasting life. And there are advantages earthly to being a follower of Jesus Christ. But if that is your ultimate motive, you're going to find yourself very empty. What did Judas do? Judas began to see his hopes and dreams fall apart. Jesus in the upper room. Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, check us out at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.